So I was in Italy. You were in Italy. Now, now get this. Italy is a country in Europe. It is. And you were there. I was there with my wife. You were an American in Italy. <laughs> I Isn't was. That a, a movie with it was Gene a movie Kelly about, with a werewolf. Yes, an American werewolf in Italy. That now was get, you. Now get this. I'm I'm outside of the Pantheon. The Pantheon is this ancient building that has been turned into a. Everything's been turned into a church there. Everything is ancient there. Everything is, is ancient there's there. There's no got, okay. It's got this Oculus. It's got this big skylight up on the top. That's, that's what an Oculus is. Yes, it's a skylight. Nobody nobody knows how the whole thing was built. But anyway, I'm I'm in the middle of Rome. All right. I thought you were at the Pantheon. Out in the Pantheon. That's in the middle of Rome. Okay. I'm in the middle of Rome, outside the Pantheon. Yes. I know exactly one other person in Rome. That is my wife. Yes. Or so I think. Or so you think. You you don't know your wife? (laughs) Oh, so you think you only know one other person in Rome. Exactly. Yes. And she's she's uh, there's a lot of fountains yes. around, and she was filling up her water bottle yes, in it from a thirsty, drinking fountain. Very very thirsty because it was it was it was she was parched. Yes, and I'm sitting there. there and I'm waiting for her to finish, and yes. I hear from behind me Ryan Hecht. That has to be one of the creepiest <laughs> sensations ever. I turn around and guess who it is. I, I uh, should I guess? Guess. Uh, 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 I can't guess. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. You're kidding me. <laughs> you are kidding me. <laughs> Stephen Grimaldi. What? Grant. I knew he was going to be in Italy. I mean, you I knew. Did? I knew in the back of my mind because we had set up a a Ryan and Catherine go to Italy facebook page and he said that he was going to be in italy okay. he was gonna be in rome uh-huh. and yada yada and uh-huh. you know you think okay whatever out of nowhere out I, of nowhere and and he recognized you from behind he, he did that's he rec- a little weird that is a little weird yeah that is weird yeah did you have your hat on i did not have, i forgot to bring my hat ah. this is a whole other thing oh, that we'll okay. get into later okay <laughs> i'm looking forward to that <laughs> So uh, Stephen Grimaldi Grant found you at a fountain in Rome yes, in front of the Pantheon? Yes, and then I was terrified he was going to ask me to buy him pizza. Oh, my God. But oh, my had, God. But he had already had pizza. So oh, that, thank I mean, God it was just been. very, very weird. Wow. I mean, I, I now, mean, I mean Rome. We, we live in New York, and, yes. and we know people in New York. Yes. I know lots of people in yes. New York. And, and invariably, I walk around New York City, and I see somebody that I know. Right. I, I see familiar person, somebody I've worked with, somebody I've hung out with, whatever. But you live here. But I live here, and and there's like thousands of people who I know who also live here. Right. I don't know anybody in Italy. No. Neither do I. And then you run into Stephen Grimaldi I run into the one other person who I know in Italy. Oh, my God. It was so bizarre. That is, that's insane. Yes. Wow. He's still on vacation. Is he? Yes. He's with his lovely wife, Wendy. I think they're in Greece now. Okay. Oh, that sounds nice. Yes. So, uh... And then he told me to use my software, use his software. Yeah, but my I have f- his software, the Magmic Games yes, uh, but my, password my software. My Sprint phone doesn't work in Italy oh, or any oh, place okay. outside of my I apartment. have the software on the iPhone. and, uh, and yes, the, iPhone. I, I, the iPhone is awesome. I haven't tried it in Italy. I haven't been to Italy. Since? Since I got an iPhone. Right. Which was like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I have been to Italy since you got an iPhone. Yes, you have. So there you go. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Wow. Was completely insane. Unbelievable. And oddly, the only person who has an Italian nickname on the show, I would How meet. I would that? meet in he Italy. He is the only person who has an Italian. Ni- well, Patrick Blindauer sometimes has sometimes, an Italian you're nickname. Right, you're right. He does. And somebody else has a. Oh no, they have a signature file in Latin. Yes, Latin is like pre-Italian. Isn't it, it is. It yeah. is. It is. It was uh, Italian was derived. From Latin. From Latin. Yeah, did you study that while you were over there? I did not. No? No. This is episode 71. 71. This is the 71st episode of a program called Fill Me In. We talk maybe a little bit about crossword puzzles and definitely a lot more about other things that are completely useless. 
What's coming up on the show today? Uh, on today's show, we're going to have uh, some business of The Ark. The Ark is our season-long story about how Ryan's going to get published in the New York Times. We I also, you, wait, you, both of us are going to get published. It's mostly you. We were, we were, our names were already in there. They are, but that's not coming up on today's show. That was part of last week's show. I know, but I haven't been here since that happened. Ah, that's right. Uh, also on today's show, we have a little bit of news from our reigning oracle, Mr. Mike Nothnagel. Yes. Pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday puzzle, and the Oracle. And, of course, a Thunder Round. But all that happens right after these messages. I can't believe you saw Stephen Grimaldi Grant. I can't believe that it either. That is absolutely insane. I can't believe it either. Here, here is... Uh, I know, right? That's, that's for Stephen... Uh, that and... All for Stephen Grimaldi Grant. <laughs> Here's the thing about the hat. We take we took a lot of pictures while we were over there, and it turns out I am completely bald from behind. It turns out that that is not true. I am. I, am, I have seen the top of your head because I'm at least eight inches taller than you. It's it's and, uh, it's horrific. So it here's the three things I'm going to be doing from now on. I'm always going to be walking behind everybody. Okay. I'm never going to be walking in front of anybody. Okay. Okay. That's one. Okay. Two. Yeah. Is I'm never going to walk with the sun on my back. Okay. Because it, it, it seems to illuminate my scalp. Okay. And three, yep. I'm going to walk around with a pillow on my head. Oh, okay. And then when people ask me, why do you have a pillow on your head, which is covering up my bald spot, right. I ask, why do you have a pillow on your head? I say, oh my God, I woke up so quickly I didn't even realize. Ah, I see. Uh, it's a three-pronged attack. All right. Rather than discuss the pros and cons of that absolute idiocy, uh-huh. I'm just going to let it go and ask you to please open the viewer mailbag. Fantastic. Viewer mail, opening it up. First viewer mail of the week comes to us from Joanne Sullivan. Joanne, of course, made those fantastic mosaics uh, that we gave as first place prizes at Lollapuzzoola. You forgot her nickname. Uh, Joanne doesn't have a nickname at this point. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even going to do it so you can shoot it down? No, no. See, I just jumped right in and took over her viewer mail so that we didn't even have to face it. Fine, whatever. Uh, Joanne writes to us and says, I hope Ryan is having a great time in Italy. I was. I'm still enjoying Lollapuzzoola vicariously. Hearing about the warm response to my mosaics made my day. I still haven't gotten around to solving all the puzzles, but I've enjoyed the ones I've done so far. Doug Peterson's puzzle must have been so much fun to experience live. Did anyone record the presentation of its theme clues? If so, I hope you figure out how to post the video. The photo of the mosaic that you posted on your website generated interest in my mosaics, and I'll probably be making some soon for your viewers. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. That's what you should do. If you like the mosaics, even if the, you don't have to do crossword ones, I don't think. I imagine she can do other kinds of mosaics, Whatever. too. Um, go to Joanne Sullivan. And, 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 and if you don't have her information, her. just email us, and we'll get you in contact with her. Absolutely. Uh, the next viewer mail is from Crossken, winner of the contest. His, the t- title is viewer mail, Papelbon. Congratulations on making the New York Times. I sent out a tweet to, to promote your site. That's nice. All right. Do you, do you follow Crosscan on Twitter? Sure. You do? I do. Oh, excellent. He's got the little uh, the the Expo um, mascot as his, as his picture. <gasps> I was supposed to get a list of my favorite members of the Montreal Expos from like 1971 just to annoy Crosscan oh. with a spreadsheet. All right, you read this mail. I got to look up some Expos. All right. So I sent out a tweet to promote your site. I finished the puzzle in, uh, I think he's talking about uh, Saturday's puzzle. Uh, I finished the puzzle in one ten today. Take that, Dan Fair. Yeah, now, now Saturday's puzzle, of course, is the one that was at Lollapazoola. Right. It was Mike Nothnagel's championship round puzzle from Lollapazoola. Ran in the New York Times on Saturday the 5th 
the fifth. The fifth of September. That was a Saturday in September. It was. And uh, I was Crosscan, of course, did. Yeah, you were in Rome when it happened. Crosscan was at Lollapuzzoola the first time the puzzle appeared in front of anyone. I think that's how he did it in a minute ten. I don't, you think it's a minute ten, or you think it's an hour and ten minutes? I think it's a minute and ten seconds, and that's why he said, "Take that, Dan Fay." I see. Because he bested Dan Fay by six minutes. It still took me a while. Yeah. I couldn't enter the whole thing into the applet in a minute and ten seconds, so no. take that cross can. Touche, indeed. Uh, Amanda was not mentioned in episode 68 or 69. She had been mentioned in 15 of the previous 17 episodes. Okay, well, Amanda definitely gets mentioned more often than many people on yes. this show. But I, I suspected, we talked about this last week, I think, that Amanda, we hadn't said her name in a week or two. And right. Cross can confirmed But we're that. saying it right now. We are, in fact. And here is another mini-contest. Who was the first person mentioned on show number one? I hope this does as well as our last mini contest, which is who was person number 1,000? A contest which nobody entered. <laughs> nobody took a guess at who person number 1,000 was. Who was person number 1,000? Abner Doubleday. Abner Doubleday. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Person number one, I don't know who it was. Do you have any guess who it I, was? Well, I know who it was. Oh, you do? So I don't know I who it was. Guess. I won't guess. I'm going to guess it was Will Shorts. I don't know. That's your guess. Okay, that's my guess. Our next viewer mail comes to us from Keith. We're the our, Expos. Our next viewer mail comes to us from the 1971 Montreal Expos. Ron Fairley, Ron Hunt, Bobby Wine, Bob Bailey, Jim Ferry, Boots Day, Rusty Staub, John Bateman, Gary Sutherland, John Buckabella, Coco LaBoy. What are these names? Coco LaBoy? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's French. Do you know these people? They're French. How about uh, Bill Stoneman, Steve Renko, Carl Morton, Ernie McAnally, John Strohmeyer, and Mike Marshall? Moving on to the next viewer mail. The next viewer mail comes to us from Keith Robert Murray, Rainbow Assassin. He says, Hello, vacationing Ryan and Brian. I call shenanigans on podcast number 70. I know that you pre-recorded it before Ryan left for Italy. I work in radio and you can't fool me. Come on, there is no way that you guys were using a satellite link, ISDN link, Switch 56, IP codec, or any other special system. For one thing, the sound quality was nothing like any of the above technologies. For another thing, you guys could barely get three-way calling to work. That's not very nice. No, not at all. Also, did Ryan actually bring the taboo buzzer with him to Italy? I think not. How else do you explain the buzzer coming in on Ryan's microphone? However... The dead giveaway was the room noise from Ryan's voice leaking into Brian's microphone. Just mute the right channel and listen to the opening Bongiorno from Ryan. Now, I, I do want to interrupt here and just say muting the right channel is probably a, a really uh, good thing to do while you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> is that your channel or no, my I think channel? that's your channel. Oh, yes. No, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, by the way, it was a very entertaining episode. I liked it so much I'm replaying it. I'm watching Ryan shaking his fist from Italy right now. If I'm totally wrong with the above, then the joke is on me, which wouldn't be the first time. Keith Robert Murray. Posta ispettore ciusura. That's Italian. That is. It's Italian for get the hell out of my viewer mailbag, Keith Robert Murray. Listen, you have no idea. Ryan was in Italy. Yes. Ryan was in we Italy. We used the ISDN key. We, we used, used the codex yes, we switchy. Used, we did indeed. And the Satellite 56. The Satellite 56, of We course. used it all. Now, here's how you could hear Ryan bleeding into my microphone. I had him on speakerphone. Exactly. So his, how how else was I going to hear Ryan if my microphone couldn't hear Ryan? There you what go. What do you think? We have headphones or something in the studio? <laughs> Come on, Keith Robert Murray. Ryan you, was in Italy, damn it. Let me tell you something. Getting that buzzer through customs, not easy. <laughs> okay, then. I don't know where to go. Uh, so, well, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for listening to our special 
uh, intracontinental. Intra? In, intercontinental. Inter. Intercontinental. This is an intracontinental. I think so. This is an intra room. <laughs> yeah, I think so. In, intercontinental episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, the next viewer mail is from Matthew Matera. Does he? Th- I mean, does he have a nickname? This is not his nickname. Does he <laughs> no, have a it's nickname? not because that's uh, Andrew Carlo Michael's right. nickname. But uh, does Matthew Matera have a nickname? I feel like he does, but I can't think of. There's what not it is. one that's stuck, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, he titles his viewer mail "Retro Viewer Mail Motown." Oh, <laughs> Motown. He says, "I've been an avid viewer, but only since episode 57." So I recently decided to go back and listen to the early podcasts. It's pretty strange and interesting to listen to them since I know how the show will evolve. It leads leads me to sometimes thinking things like, No, silly, Amanda's nickname is not going to be Vowel Maven. <laughs> I still think Vowel Maven is a good nickname. Maybe that should be Matthew Matera's nickname. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm up to number 18, and there are so many cliffhangers still. For example, has Brian yet realized that ham salad can actually be delicious? Have you? No. Uh, did Ryan buy a poll in time for May Day 2009? Have you? No. I await the answers eagerly. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with that. And relax yourself. Uh, I know you guys sold me the... <laughs> <laughs> what? He was he was being eager. I, t- I wanted to relax. <laughs> you can relax yourself. <laughs> I know you guys sold me the whole seat, but I only need the edge. I remain your most humble and devoted servant, Matt. Vowel Maven. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to stick. But you know what? Uh, we've uh, since been in touch with Matt Matera and uh, asked him if he would be interested in handling uh, sort of our loose ends yes. department. Uh, listening to these old episodes and finding storylines that we never really followed through on. Yes. And calling us on it so that maybe we could follow through on it. Yes. So to that end, here's what's going to happen, Matt. Uh, today, today is uh, whatever today is. Today, when we're done recording this episode, I'm going to go find lunch. And for lunch, I'm going to find ham salad. Beautiful. That's what I'm going to do for lunch, and I'm going to find out whether it is actually good or not. Also, in following an up, following up uh, an old thing, I'm going to take a picture of myself eating this ham. Oh salad Oh my god! Lunch, and we're going to post that. This is very exciting, yeah. and I will search the internet for a poll. Excellent. That sounds filthy. <laughs> Close the thing. Viewer mail. Closing it up. So we've got this arc throughout our second season, which officially began at episode 46, I think. Uh, we have been talking about trying to get a puzzle of our own put in the New York Times. And we, we've accomplished some of it. We have actually been in the New York Times. We have not accomplished any of our arc. Our no, no, names, no, 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 our no, names have we, appeared we, alongside we a puzzle. We have tangentially accomplished some of it. We have appeared in the New York Times. We have also constructed crossword puzzles. But that has not... That has that has not. Uh, I'm going to argue that that is not accomplishing any. Uh, our our I think arc goal. Our art goal is one thing. It is not one thing that you can do part of. It is one thing that either happens or doesn't happen. It's a binary thing. It either happens or it doesn't happen. But it's it's like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. You can't be a little bit pregnant. Fine. So like either we've had a puzzle. Published in the Times, or we haven't. I understand and that, but let's I think, see. I have think... we? Yes or no? Have we? Yes or no? No. All right, but then I we think haven't. There's been progress Done. into that area. There has been progress, but it has nothing to do with Mike Nothnagel's. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that no, tangentially. You say tangentially, we've been there as 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 a result of our names appearing alongside Mike Nothnagel's. No, puzzle. I think that's tangential. It's. No, it is unrelated. I think it is related. I think you're wrong. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying we accomplished it and give it, send everybody send us jars of cookies. 
I'm saying that, that would be nice. If you have a jar of cookies lying around, send that to us. Well, at yes. rbxblog at gmail.com. That actually would be very nice. I, I, I like that. cookies very much. Uh, so what we're doing to try to accomplish our arc is, like about a year and a half ago, I sent in two puzzles to Will Shorts to be considered for the New York Times. And so far, I've heard nothing. You have, you have heard absolutely nothing. Now, what I have heard is from other people, June Pox World Discord, Doug Peterson, Crossword Gentleman, and Men About Town, that... Uh, he you will have... eventually respond. Yes. Will Short's attendant will eventually respond. Yes. Although he may not, it may be Paula Gamache who responds. Really? That's what I've heard. I've heard that she sometimes responds on his behalf. I think she works for him. She's like, you know, his right-hand woman. Okay. Um, so I think a lot of people hear from her, especially if it's a rejection. You hear from her. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So anyhow, they everybody says he eventually responds. Okay. To just be patient, but it can take anywhere from two weeks to six months. Okay. So you have no idea. Well, it has been less than six months. But more than two weeks. It has indeed. I am within the window of waiting. <laughs> now, uh, a better step toward accomplishing our goal is the fact that Ryan has conceived of a puzzle that is so totally awesome that it can't possibly be rejected. Right. It is fantastic. Now, Thank you. Now, tell us about it. Again, it, it is uh, inner nerd. Yes. Uh, so all of the theme answers will have the word nerd in it. Yes. And uh, Andrea Carla Michaels has actually emailed me a number of great suggestions for the theme answers. Yeah. Uh, for instance, there's one. Uh, uh, what was what was it? Corner drugstore. Oh yeah. Corner yeah. drugstore, which also happens to be 15 letters. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it seems like the it, what's going to happen is that the nerd is going to be broken up with. There's going to be a space. There's going to be a word space in between the N-E-R and then the D. Right. So corner drugstore. Right. Yeah. Uh, we had talked about previously on this program, Abner Doubleday. Right. Yeah. We have. Uh, who I think is also 15 letters. Uh, he might be. Abner Doubleday is, of course, the 1,000th person mentioned on this <laughs> podcast. Winner! Yes. Uh, I wonder, does that 1,000 people include you and me? I don't know. Because on the very first episode, we talked about ourselves. Are we on the spreadsheet? I don't think we are. I don't think. Maybe tangentially we are. I don't know. But we don't talk about ourselves in every episode. I know we are personally in every episode. Yes. So far. So far. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. Yes. Uh, So since I've just come back from Italy, I haven't actually worked that much more in it. But my goal tonight is to come up with a grid using some of Andrea's uh, theme answers and I'm going to uh, show it to Brian. I'm probably going to show it to Andrea and see what uh, we think. So are, are you aiming for this to be a team effort, Ryan Hecht and Andrea Carla Michaels? Um, at this Andrea is like one of the best collaborator she, constructors she's out great. there. She she's collaborates great. with lots of people, and, and obviously she's been in the paper tons of times. And she has an inside track. She has an inside track, which is very helpful. So I, I, I think so. I, I, I wanna, before I say anything official, I want to talk to her about it. Sure. And, and, uh, but, but she is open to that. She's, she, you, she's you definitely open to that. About she's that, definitely, which is she fantastic. Was, she was very excited about the whole idea, and she, I think when she heard the podcast, I think she emailed us about six or seven I times. I think she did. She's she's wonderful. She is. Andrea is wonderful. I just she want to is. say that now. I think she's fantastic. She is. And I look forward to either taking our show to California at some point or <laughs> to the next time Andrea visits New York. Uh, because, Andrea, we think you're great. We do. Now, you have created some puzzles. Well, you know what? I have. I uh, I invented a little challenge for myself recently to see what it would be like to come up with puzzles that didn't have any three-letter words. Uh-huh. I think this was a result of doing some puzzle that I thought had so many threes in it, and there were so many dumb abbreviations, and I didn't like it. So I thought, well, what would it be like to do one that had no threes in it? So I started 
basically messing around just with grid patterns and uh-huh. not fill or anything. And I came up with one that's a 15 by 15 grid where the shortest words are four-letter words. Mm-hmm. And I posted that on the blog. If you go to bemoresmarter.com, you can find uh, these puzzles of mine. <clears throat> and then I also thought, well, wh- heck, what if I try one that has no fours either? Uh-huh. And I couldn't do it in a 15 by 15 grid. I couldn't uh-huh. do it. And June Pock actually told me that if you try to do a f- uh, one like that where there's no threes or fours mm-hmm. in a 15 by 15 grid, you're looking at a maximum of 58 words. Really? But apparently, June says you can't do it with more than 58 words. And that's hard. That's really hard yeah. to do. That is a super low word count. Um, Jim Horn contacted me and said uh, that there have only been, I think he said, four instances of puzzles in the New York Times in his, you know, tracking it in the Will Shorts era that had no threes or fours in it. <clears throat> there were there was one by Harvey Estes. There were two by Patrick Berry. And there was one by Frank Longo that also didn't have any fives. Really? The shortest words in it were six letters long. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Frank Longo... Unbelievable, right? Um, I don't, I don't. I he's, don't well, he's not human. He is not at all human. So now, anyway, I did make a thirteen by thirteen grid that has no threes or fours mm-hmm. in it, and that's up on the blog. My obstacle now seems to be, and this is based on feedback I've gotten from a number of people, that my cluing is very inconsistent. Inconsistent in what way? In difficulty level. That, oh, like okay. some of the clues will come in at like Tuesday, Wednesday levels, and then there will be like a random Saturday level clue uh-huh. stuck in the middle somewhere, uh-huh. and that's just not very consistent. And I think. I'm just not that good at puzzles beyond Tuesday and Wednesday, uh-huh. and that's why I have trouble cluing beyond Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday. And then I think, oh, I want this to be harder, so I go and I change like one clue. Uh-huh. Well, that's not the way to make it harder. No. You need to make like the whole thing a little bit harder, right. not one clue right. extremely <laughs> ridiculously harder. So that would make you upset if you were solving a puzzle like absolutely. That, that would yes. that, I would I would uh, what would I do? I would I would you would a, rant. I would rant. You would rant. That's what I would do. Yes. I would stammer and rant. Now, uh, now you're in the waiting period with the New York Times. Are you thinking about creating a puzzle and sending it to a different outlet? Well, you know, I wondered about that, too. And I've talked to a couple of people about what they do. Uh, and, I mean, it seems to me, like, in the grand scope of things, you should send to the New York Times first because they pay the best and they're the highest profile. And then if they reject you, then go to whoever's next. Right. Right? But I don't know. Maybe that's not the way to do it. Um, Doug Peterson suggested that if he's done a puzzle and he thinks, you know, I like it, but it's not quite up to New York Times standards, mm-hmm. he won't bother sending it to the Times. He'll just go to somebody mm-hmm. else first. And I think since nothing I've done is up to the New York Times standards, maybe I should just go to other places first instead. Well, it seems like you're in a waiting period, and you know, if you're going you're making all these puzzles, and you don't want to wait six months to send even one puzzle. No, but on the other hand, if I make a really good puzzle, I don't want to go send it to like you know, the Seattle Herald and get 20 bucks for it instead of uh, it being published in the New York Times and being Very good awesome. coming up with a random fictional newspaper. <laughs> that so probably not only ins- would run syndicated puzzles somewhere <laughs> anyhow. Yeah. So very good. Yeah, but that way I don't upset people you, at the LA Times right. or the Chicago Tribune right, or right. where. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like wondering that? where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah. The Seattle Herald. Yeah. Very, purveyors very of fine puzzles for the <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Um. Now, our next segment is uh, notes from Mike Nothnagel, the Oracle. Yes. Mike Nothnagel. Uh, we gave up on our other Oracles, although we had good efforts from uh, Peter Gordon, Commissioner yes. Peter Gordon, and from Ray Hamill. Yes. Who is, of course, very good friends with Samuel Hay. Yes. <laughs> um, Mike, Noth- Mike, Mike Nothnagel has shown us through and through that he is our go-to guy. Yes. I mean, he just, he's awesome. Yes. Uh, our question from last week was, of course, uh, about... 
what you call somebody who plays the ukulele. We thought it might be ukulele I don't think we thought that oh, at all. I, I think maybe you maybe thought I that. thought that. Uh, this was because Jonah Kagan had given us his uh, audio viewer mail. His awesome his audio viewer amazing mail. Amazing audio viewer mail that had a ukulele song. We asked, uh, what do you call it? And Mike Nothnagel says, uh, I asked an ethnomusicologist friend of mine, and he isn't aware of such a word in English. He did, however, say that someone in Indonesia would indicate that they are a ukulele player by saying, I'm in a ukulele band. <laughs> Though they would probably not say this in English. So that's only in Indonesia. That's in Indonesia. So that's what we call them in Indonesia. Members right. of a ukulele band. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds like it's a euphemism for something else. <laughs> it does. I saw this ridiculous video that I think maybe it was Adam Hirsch who sent it to me. Uh, that's a ukulele ensemble. A uh-huh. team of like 12 ukulele people. Uh-huh. And they're doing a cover of a Kate Bush song. Uh-huh. Wuthering Heights. <laughs> now Kate Bush was this pop artist in the 90s. Right. Uh, and high soprano thing, and uh, it's this group, and there's this like suave baritone uh, who's singing the lead vocal on whether I mean, he sounds like William Shatner doing Tambourine Man. Oh, yeah, it's just it's horrible, and they're all playing ukuleles. It's astounding. We should put a link to it. We should, yeah, let's I'll find that video. Maybe that'll that... be the the uh, the the sound for our thunder round. Uh, the Wuthering Heights ukulele band? Yes. Oh, maybe. That okay. sounds good. That might be something sounds... to look forward to maybe later on in the show. Oh, we'll, I'll look forward to that. Okay. Uh, now, uh, contest time, contest time, contest time. Now, we did a contest, it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks we ago. We gave you two weeks to solve it. What we was got, that contest? The contest was uh, Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated, created a crossword puzzle. Yeah. And in the crossword puzzle, there were instructions in the grid. Yeah. To the long answers spelled out instructions. Instructions. And it was to anagram 54 across. Yes, 54 across, the entry was... Flying Elevator. Yes, it had something to do with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie Factory. Charlie and the right? Chocolate Factory, yeah. that's how it ended. Yes, that they blast out of the thing in a flying elevator. Technically a glass elevator, but it was flying. It was flying. Because the next book was called Charlie and the Glass Elevator. The Great Glass Elevator. The Great Glass Elevator? Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, (laughs) flying elevator anagrams to the final answer. And the final answer is Neville Neville Fogarty. Fogarty. (laughs) It's very funny. Uh, So there it is. And And that was the answer. The answer was Neville Fogarty. We got 12 correct answers. We did. And uh, Crosscan wrote to us and said uh, he wanted to do this kind of puzzle, but his name, Jeffrey Krasnick, has 15 letters, but the anagram is Farce Jerky Finks. Uh, Jonah Kagan said uh, Neville Flying Elevator Fogarty has a certain ring to it. That's why I'm thinking my nickname should be Jonah Jag on a Hank Kagan. <laughs> I like that. Jag yeah. on a Hank. Jag on a Hank. I think I might name our opening theme music Jag on a Hank. That would be fantastic. What do you think? I think Jonah would love that. Jonah, I'd love to hear your feelings about that, because I think Jag on a Hank is an awesome title, <laughs> and our opening theme music doesn't have a title. Right. So if you want to lend Jag on a Hank to that, I'm going to call it that. Avram Gotchlich. Uh, am I saying I, that pronounced? No, I, I don't think you are. It's, it's not Avram? It's, no, it's Avram Gotchlik. Gotchlik? Yeah, I don't think you say, it's not Gotchlich. I think it's Gotchlich. So the first we had year, how to pronounce Avram Gottschalk's name in a previous episode. We did. Do you not pay any attention? I do. I've been in Italy. It doesn't matter. Remember, we were going to do how to pronounce Chon Vonsathorn's name. The Avram Gottschalk sessions. Did we ever have those sessions? We had one session. I pronounced his name correctly, and we were done. Oh well, I need I need uh, reiterations. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Avram Gottschalk says. Uh, in addition, flying elevator anagrams to Overleaf Tingly. Revealingly oft and feral longevity, and forty six thousand six hundred seventy five <laughs> other possibilities. Uh, Next week we'll be saying all of those possibilities. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, my name, my uh, Ryan's name, my name, anagrams to Hey Trench, 
and Brian's to banter mimic or manic timber. If you were curious, among other options, my favorite being brain cement. That is not an anagram of my name. <laughs> brain cement is what my name came out as if you put it in a 1982 spell checker. <laughs> brain came out as brain cement. cement. All right, so we are now going to pick the winner using our brand new pickle yodeling winner picking method. Who else finds this humiliating? <laughs> Anybody besides me? I find this absolutely humiliating. Well, you're not the one holding the pickle. Ryan is holding up a plastic green turd <laughs> right. that yodels. Okay, here we go. We're, uh. we're giving this away at Lollapazula 3. Name to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the winner is... June Pock, Squirrel of Discord. Congratulations, June Pock. Let us know what you want to win. Yes, whatever it is, it shall be yours. It shall be yours indeed. Now we have a new contest we're going to do this week. This week's contest comes to us from Commissioner Peter Gordon, Sextuple Threat. Peter says, what two famous people, if you write their names in all capital letters, have this property? The first letters of both their first and last names are not left to right symmetric, but all the other letters are. As a hint, one of the names is a football player. The uh, name, the length of the names are six letters and five letters. And the other is an actor with the lengths three letters and six letters. An example of a name like this is not an answer to the solution, but uh, is movie director Sam Raimi. So the, the, the S and the R are not left-to-right symmetric. They are symmetric. not left-to-right symmetric, but the A-M and then the A-I-M-I are left-to-right symmetrical. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so we're looking for a football player. Uh, numeration 6-5 and an actor numerations 3-6 who follow this property yes so uh, email us with your answers to this contest this is we're back to the one week contest yes. cycle uh, so you have until Ryan gets home from work on Friday morning uh, to oh my god I'm answer. going back to work this week oh yeah you are oh yeah. thanks for reminding that's me that's right guess who's out of a job you are. That's right. Actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm super busy because I'm out of a job for like 10 minutes. Patrick Blindauer calls me and I'm proofreading a Sudoku book. Look at you. I know. It's awesome. Fantastic. I love it. I'm working in the puzzle world. <laughs> Brilliant. I've done that. You've worked I've, in the puzzle. You proofread uh, word searches. It was much, much less interesting. I think I proofread one of those word searches with you yes. on the subway. I proofread the other 50,000. Did you? Yes. Yeah, I have uh, It's like 392 Sudokus to look through. Good for you. Yeah. Look on the horizon. Stop. What, how many times do I have to tell you we are not looking at the horizon anymore? We're not. We're done with the horizon. We're not doing that? No, we just sort of at some point we interrupt the banter with thunder. Out on the winding windy moors we'd roll and fall in green. You had a temper. Like my jealousy, too hot, too greedy. How could you leave me when I needed to possess you? I hated you, but I loved you too. My dream in the night. They told me I was going to lose the fight and leave behind my who the ring, who the ring, who the ring. Hi, Heathcliff. It's me, I'm Kathy, I've come home and I'm so cold Let me in your window, ho, 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 Heathcliff It's me, I'm Kathy, I've come home Monday, 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 September 7th by Andrea Carla Michaels Does she have a nickname? 
Not yet. And Ashish Chon Vongsathorn Vengsakar. This puzzle was all about fishing. Fishing. This was an awesome puzzle. We enjoyed it. Speaking of amazing collaborations, how about these two? Andrea and Ashish teamed up. Fantastic puzzle. What do you know I, about fishing? I fish wrangle on Facebook. So do I. I am now trying to catch four Viking fish and ten hate fish. And according to last week's podcast, I've been to a bait shop. Yes. Tuesday, September 8th by Alan Arbusfeld. All about dancing. Yeah. Uh, and what is, what is a snake dance? It's this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, if I was doing that, you would walk out of the... Okay, you must stop. <laughs> Wednesday, oh September God, 9th. That by... was horrific. <laughs> that was horrific. <laughs> Please. Uh, Wednesday, September 9th by Richard Chisholm. Wide shoes. E-E-E. E-E-E. I had to have wear wide shoes when I was a kid. Were they size E-E-E? They were size E-E-E-E. Really? I could only wear New Balance shoes. How on earth do you have such wide feet and such small hands? Well, my feet have, have unwidened themselves. You, you've put down the buzzer. How oh. are we ever going to move on with the rest of the week? <laughs> Thursday, we September 10th. Thursday, September 10th by Kevon Chosette. <laughs> no? Sure, I like Kevin Chosette? I, I, I like Kevin your... Chosette. Do you realize that this is how we got started with Sean Vonksathorn way back when? By not being able to pronounce his name? Well, we can't pronounce Kevion Chaswet's name either. <laughs> this was uh, the musical scale. Doe yes. a deer. Doe a deer. Ray. A hamel. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Brian. So. You left out Fa. Oh, Fa. I knew a guy named Fa. Did you really? Yes. I knew a guy named Fahim. Really? Fahim Mojawala. <laughs> I knew a guy named Shaheen. Well, excellent. Buzz. Wait, we're not done with the scale. Oh, we're doing the whole scale? So, la? La, la, la. Ta? Tra, la, la. Ta? Ta? Do you even know the scale? Do, re, mi, fo, sa, la, ti, do. <laughs> Friday, September 11th by Caleb Madison Wonderkind. Uh, McJai, I did this puzzle uh, in between Florence and Milan. Okay. On the train. Okay. And it, the last thing I got put in there was McJob. McJob. Yes, which yeah. was positioned with no prospects. Ah, yes, indeed. Worst job you've ever had. Go. Worst job I've ever had. Uh, I had an overnight shift uh, at a photo processing plant in which I had to spend eight hours every night from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. putting stickers on envelopes. Really? I would get a stack of envelopes and a roll of stickers, and I would put a sticker and... A sticker and then a sticker that, and that, that was it. That's for, horrible. Yeah, it was a, a winter break, but during my sophomore year of college. I How much did you get paid for something like that? Uh, probably like fifteen bucks an hour. Wow, that's not bad. Maybe it wasn't that much. I don't think it was that much. It might have been. Might be. Uh, my worst job was I tell it was a telemarker and I sold Swedish pornography and horror movies. Saturday, September twelfth, by Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town. Air quality index, I think, is very low in this room. <laughs> I think the air quality index is extremely low. Yes. Furthermore, the air is not cool. It is not cool. In here. Air f- uh, appearing twice in the puzzle. Yeah, what is that about? I don't know what that's I about. I don't know. Barry? Barry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunday, September 13th by Todd Gross. Bingo! Bingo! So here's what's going to happen next week on the program. We're going to have a bingo game. We are going to play bingo. So what you have to do is, over the course of this next week, email us if you want to play bingo. And we will send you your own unique bingo card. Yes. And then in episode 72, throughout the show, we're going to call out bingo numbers. And, and then, you're going to check them off on your card, and then if you win, you win. Exactly. That's going to be how that works next that week. That is next week's bingo. That's right. So uh, join us for Fill Me In Bingo. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this should be very exciting. It is. Fill me in bingo. F M I B. Fimib. Okay, well, I don't know where you're going with that. I, I'm, I'm, I've arrived. <laughs> You've arrived. We're back from Italy, and we've arrived. We have. A myth. Oh. And Ryan's dropping stuff. Perfect way to Let me tell you something. Getting this through customs? Oh.